no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, welcome in. First and Pod after a game-winning field goal by Justin Tucker in a crucial AFC North game, Week 18 is back in Cincinnati for the much-anticipated rematch there. I'm Danny Parkins. He's Andrew Filipponi. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we got bye weeks starting up, Pony, so this is one of the last ones with everybody playing. Uh, for- and your first one after a great haircut. Somebody paid to get their haircut this weekend. Uh, do you go to a stylist or do you go to a barbershop? What do you do? I, I go to a so there's no product in it right now so it's looking a little haggard but uh, no I, I I go to a I go to a salon okay and it gets washed when you're there yeah and massaged what do you tip the person I tip about uh, I tip about twenty dollars okay what about you that means when you say about that means it's under twenty dollars is that a euphemism it, it, for under so I've only been going to this salon a few uh, this is my third time. And uh, I don't go regularly enough. Okay. So I've been charged two different things. So mm. one, it's been fifteen or twenty dollars has been the tip. Uh, okay. But it's you know seventy seventy dollar haircut, man. It's expensive. They serve you some booze and drinks and stuff while you're there, dude. I honestly feel they like should. I, should, I should get something. Yes. I, should, I should get something more than an average haircut. Uh, <laughs> but what about you? You 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 got to be a bar. I go to a salon and I it's pretty much fifty on the nose when the tip is taken into account. So See, right? that's that's Chicago suburbs versus Pittsburgh. Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I should move. Um, I thought that the fact that Baltimore won this game with Lamar not being good is something that they're going to feel very, very, very good about. Like T I knew you were going to go there. T. Higgins' injury mattered a lot, clearly, for, for Cincy. And the Ravens' secondary finally showed up. But I thought that like that was the biggest, most obvious thing, other than Justin Tucker's dominance, was like Lamar wasn't good and they won. He's been brilliant. They've got to feel like they escaped tonight. Yeah, I didn't want them to because Harbaugh deviated from his – fourth and short formula to go with the field goal of death to go up six to take three to six yeah and then Cincinnati came down and scored and I wanted his uh inconsistency and his mixed messaging to blow up on him in spectacular fashion because I think he's very smug I think John Harbaugh is good but I also think he's very unlikable uh so I wanted that to backfire but you're right. They escaped. They ended their run of losing at home in horrible fashion. Uh, they moved into first place. They did it without Bateman, who didn't play. So the Ravens' number one receiver was out. Uh, and they held Burrow in check a year after he dominated them and scored 41 points in both games against the Ravens. So the headline here, Danny, is that the Ravens uh, much anticipated, and a lot of people predicted it, but tonight they grabbed the hold of the AFC North again. Yeah, and we talked about it. Like it was a bigger game for them because because it was at home, and the they easily could have blown it. That field goal was cowardly. Justin Tucker's amazing, yeah. 
Like he just kick, kicker swag is uh, is is a rare thing, and I don't know if he's had enough. I I I would say he's a Hall of Famer because I think he's the best kicker that I've ever seen. But you wonder if he's had like enough big kicks to make. No, it he big. hasn't. He hasn't. The Buffalo game in the playoffs, I think, right. would haunt him if I were a voter because they needed him to be clutch in that game and he wasn't. And it was a weather game. And you think of the Hall of Famers like Vinatieri, who will be in, and what they did in big games like that. But the record is incredible. The distance, the accuracy, all those things. I think the other story from this game that will not get talked about enough, Danny, is everybody has harped on the Bengals' offensive line problems. And look, they still weren't great tonight. But how about the fact that since the Steelers game, Jamar Chase has not played like a number one wide receiver. He has yeah. under 100 yards. You touched on Higgins being out. He schooled the Ravens and punked them last year. Twice. Dude, come on. Like that's, t- you know, last year, Bengals fans made fun of all the football experts who said, oh, you really thought it was a good idea for us to take Penny Sewell? Look at Burrow and Chase. And yeah, you got to a Super Bowl. Congratulations. But five games into this season, Danny, they they have not been a dynamic combination. Yeah, I mean, I still think clearly it was the right draft pick uh, because 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 of last year and just like where the league is going, skill position player over tackle is, sure. is I think where the value is. But I mean, Bill Barnwell before the season said that the Bengals had the best skill position group in the NFL: receivers, backs, and tight ends. And they've been anything but. And Higgins this year has been better than than Chase. When he plays. It was, yeah, well, I mean, he was not good week one. And then obviously didn't, basically didn't play at all tonight. Was incredible weeks two, three, and four. Yep. Um, it was fun for me to to have the T Higgins over prop tonight and not see him be on the field after the first drive of the second quarter the rest of the game. That was fun. <laughs> Uh, zero targets. It's always fun when you bet over 66 and a half yards. Yeah, dude has zero targets in the game. That makes me feel good. Actually, it was a profitable day for me, but it's like, you know what? I got to have some action on Sunday night. T Higgins. So where do you want to start from the non-prime time slate, Danny? Where do you want to go here for week five? What, what's, what game do you want to hit on first? I think we go to the first one. I think we go complete reverse order here. Um, because... I had Green Bay as best team in the NFC, and I had Giants as a pretender, as a paper tiger. And I think we need to have a real conversation here about do we downgrade the Packers from Super Bowl contender and upgrade the Giants to legitimate playoff contender? Because I watched basically every snap of that game that didn't feel fluky to me, Pony. Like, the Giants outran them. They outpassed them. They had fewer penalty yards. There were no turnovers. Like, they just yeah. – I know it was in London and weird things happened, but, like, the Giants just beat the Packers. So, I feel like we have to upgrade the Giants and downgrade the Packers. Every year there's a team that is completely off the radar, like Cincinnati from a year ago that ends up either making the playoffs or winning playoff games. And I think the Giants have put themselves in the, can this be the Titans with a great running back and a so-so quarterback team that just everything kind of goes their way this season? I think they're, and as far as Tannehill to Jones, 
similar skill set, right? Guys that are athletic quarterbacks that aren't really finished products and will never will be as passers, but you get play action, you get great running back contributions. Saquon Barkley is in the conversation right now for offensive player of the year. Absolutely. With what he's done. And to Dave go over 100 yards. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, could they be that sneaky team? Wide receiver injuries. They've got no production from those guys. Is somebody like Tony going to step up as the season goes on? I think that's possible. Maybe not so much Galladay. Uh, great resilience. And to your point about Green Bay discounting them, Danny, twofold. How do you basically get shut out in the second half outside of a safety against one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL coming into this game when you have Dylan and Jones? I don't want to hear about, you know, London and, you know, body clocks and bullshit like that. And the other thing is all this team does is take defensive players in the first round. How do you let the Giants shove it up your rear end there over and over again with the game on the line? That that was that was the thing to me. I mean, coming into the year, the Packers were talking about having the best defense that they've had in a decade, you know, since like Clay Matthews' prime. And like I think Jair Alexander is a stud, and obviously they've got talent, right? Like C- Campbell is an awesome uh, backer, Kenny Clark on the line. Like they, they have a plenty of talent. And like to your point, they've invested. They they paid Adrian Amos in free agency. Like they, they have they have spent money and draft capital capital on their defense, and it's not good. It just is not it is it has not been good this year. They're not getting any return on investment, and they still have nothing in terms of consistent production at receiver. Like their yards per carry was actually pretty good. In, in the game, it felt like it should have been way more. They just they never really broke the big one. Uh, but to me, the bigger story about Green Bay is the if they're if they're not going to be explosive in the passing attack, they're supposed to be able to win differently, yep. win time of possession, run the ball, and then get off the field on defense. And their defense has been bad. Like it's been an average to below average unit the entire year. So yeah, until proven otherwise, they're not a Super Bowl contender. So I watched a game in Buffalo today that we'll get to later on where there were two brawls because the referees did not legislate late or dirty hits on Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So I watched that. And then I turned on the end of the Falcons-Bucks game and watched Tampa Bay win because the refs wanted to protect Tom Brady. That's exactly what happened in that game. Tampa Bay is victorious today and in first place by themselves because 44-year-old Tom Brady got a you-can't-hit-this-guy call from Jerome Boger that extended a drive and allowed for them to win the game and nothing will be done about it. And maybe the NFL will put out an apology like it was the wrong call, but they probably won't even do that, Danny, because with everything that happened with two in the last few days, I doubt they're going to want to say even a borderline call or a bullshit call our bad. We're going to take that back. But that's why they won. It was embarrassing. It it, it was an embarrassing moment for the NFL. Because Boger even was asked in the pool report afterwards, you know, if like the Tua call and the changes or the focus on Good it. Good question. By it, the it, pool reporter. Great yeah, job. Yeah. And he said no. He said just like a, it was like a letter of the law penalty, which what is Grady Jarrett supposed to do? Yeah. Guy's 300-something pounds, and he wraps him around the waist and spins to the ground. Doesn't fall on him. Like, didn't put the whole weight through the tackle. Just, like, 
flung him to the and ground. I, and I want new Brady, who's you know on social media now and you know it, going through divorce and everything. I want him on one of his. I want him to tell Jim Gray this week that that's not the way he wants football to be played in 2022. I think he might do that. I think he might say, "Yeah, we got away with one." Those plays should not be penalized. He makes jokes about the tuck rule, you know, a decade plus after the fact. Yeah. So almost two decades after the fact. So, like, may, 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 maybe in 2050, he'll admit it. But, I mean, oh. this guy's got such a horseshoe, man. <laughs> D Ford lining up on the other side. Malcolm Butler, deflate gate, tuck rule. You can't touch him. Yep. It's just, it's sickening. Man, it's Atlanta sickening. Atlanta makes a game of every game they're in. They're, they, they, could easily be undefeated, actually, but they also they're undefeated had, against the spread. They're undefeated against the spread. They were getting blown out by LA. They were getting blown out today, and they almost came back to win both of those games. Had a chance in each. They did it without Patterson and Pitts today. Yep, which is all the more impressive. They did it. They also got back in after an interruption when a friggin' kid ran on the field. Did you see that? I did see. This that. This was not like the Rams and 49ers. This was like a 13 year old who got yeah. blown up. I like the jokes on the internet that it was Kyler Murray. (laughs) I mean, what do you, but in all seriousness, if you, when you know it's a kid, do you still give the players and the security, the authority to just blow the person up? Like, where do you come down on that? (laughs) Because I think the kid did get blown up, didn't he? Yeah. No, when it, when it, when it's a 34 year old streaker with a smoke bomb, I support Bobby Wagner's right to light him up, even if now he's getting yes. sued. When it's a 13-year-old and you're not 100% sure if he's just, like, looking for his parents and he's lost, I think you have to act with a little lost? bit. Lost? He's at a fucking football game as a teenager. That doesn't – what are you talking about? Dude, I mean, why is he there? What happened? I'd like a follow-up question. Yeah, there's got to be more to that story for That's sure. What I'm saying. I don't I I don't want Devin White just like chasing him down and horse horse collar tackling the fucking kid. I'd be terrifying. Uh Philly, Arizona. Yeah. Arizona covers, Philly wins, they win ugly. They've shown that they can win a bunch of different ways. Uh Kyler blew it at the end, which we can talk about. But are you willing to comfortably say right now that Philly is the best team in the NFC? Uh, subtract the comfortably part. Okay. Are they the best team? Yes. I think the team that right now gives them the best run. Well, I think two teams, I think Dallas and San Francisco. I think both of those teams have been so impressive defensively. And at least with Dallas, you've got the prospect of Dak coming back, which is, you know, you upgrade to a above average top 10, top 15 quarterback. Sunday night, man. We get to see it. Well, like, I mean, hopefully Dak comes back. We'll talk yeah. about it when we talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, and the Niners' defense has just been so good in every single game this year that I can't leave them out either. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, look, Philly still has not really played a road game for me. They went to Washington, and now they go to Arizona. We know, again, it's another situation where their fans take over a road stadium. But you know, this is a game where Arizona, I felt, they were in a good spot. They had played Tampa Bay and, and Kansas City and lost. So I kind of thought this was going to not not Tampa Bay. Who do they? Who Rams. else do they? Rams. Rams. My my bad. Yeah, another yeah. team that had you know had won the Super Bowl. 
Dude, Arizona, so, Arizona, Arizona's lost eight straight home games. I saw that stat. Going, going back to last year. To, to your point, this year now it's Chiefs, Rams, and Eagles. Yeah, like they're leaving games on the table, but am I wrong in saying that if I'm – I actually think there's silver linings to this game for them? Well, the they have to feel like kicker injury is fluky, right? They signed that clown Amendola. Right, which how he still keeps getting jobs. The Bears had to do it last week with Cairo Santos missing the game for personal reasons, and Mike Bagley uh, came in and made four. And Philly signed a guy off the street for this game too because Elliott was out and he was fine. Dicker yeah. the kicker. So it's it's, Texas. it's clearly doable. And Kyler What's sliding sliding before the marker and then spiking it. You know, I mean. You, and you, Kingsbury's so afraid now to criticize him that he had to defend it after the game, even though he knew it was the wrong call. And if he thinks it was the right call, well, then he shouldn't be a head coach. Right, which he probably shouldn't anyway. Um, yeah, so so like I, I, I mean, if the silver lining is just if we have our normal kicker and Kyler Murray slides 18 inches further, then that kick is probably 10 yards closer after another play or two, then, then sure. I think the silver lining is the Rams are vulnerable. The Niners have Garoppolo. Seattle can't stop anybody, even though Geno Smith has been a revelation. And you're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back after next week. And you're scoring points, but you can't figure out how to score early in games. Yeah, they haven't scored in the first quarter this year. Right. So I actually think we're saying the NFC stinks. They They could easily be the opposite of what they were the last few years. Where they're where they're awesome early and suck late, I could see them being a second half team if all this comes together for them. Seven teams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean Kyler Kyler would have to go on a run. Um, he's done it before, and he's getting his best weapon back to go with Brown, who's been good. Yeah, no, it's I mean it's it's early. They they haven't buried themselves. Philly man, like the reason I will say for now in a week NFC that they are comfortably the best team. I've made the point on a couple of pods. They just. They they impress me in the uh, the different ways they win. That was a that was a gritty seventeen play seventy yard multiple third down conversions multiple tough runs by Hurts. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it clearly wasn't really working in the passing game for them. But Hurts had two rushing touchdowns. Like it, that was just that that was an impressive fourth quarter by Jalen Hurts when he yeah. was not really in rhythm. The majority of the game so like I, I I really want to see I can't wait that's a great Sunday night game to see how they look against the Cowboys pass rush Jacksonville and Houston okay so <laughs> everyone lost teaser legs on Jacksonville everyone lost survivor on Jacksonville including me um I I saw that they were the consensus in the Circa, and I was like, Jag shouldn't be the consensus, and I still didn't change it in another pool because I'm an idiot, even though I knew that there's no way they've proven enough to be the consensus pick to win a game outright. Can we stop with the Jaguars hype, please? It has to stop nationally. It has to stop. They're yeah. not good or special in any way. Well, last week we gave Lawrence a pass because of the weather in Philadelphia. What the hell happened today? He threw an interception to Stingley in the end zone. They On were, second and short. It was right. it was a horrible interception. I mean, they they couldn't punch it in. They had a few. I mean, this is 
the, honestly, this game was just like the game that Houston tied in week one where they gave up a ton of yards, but they just didn't give up points. Yeah, 422 yards right. and only six points is impressive yeah. by Jackson. Yeah, so like, you know, in, in that case, you want to say that they were unlucky today, but dude, you got to create your own luck at home against the worst team in the NFL when this is year two with Lawrence with a quarterback-friendly coach, and you've got studs on defense. Walker committed a you know, dumbass penalty that, Really set up that Pierce run, which was like the best in the NFL this season. I like that guy a lot. What was he, a fourth-round pick? Yeah. And the team I root for took Najee Harris in the first round? Yeah. What the fuck? It's rare when the the preseason fantasy hype guy is actually awesome. But everyone was all over Damian. That was like your boy Kareem Hunt in Kansas City that one year, the same thing. And he led the league in rushing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, like when the preseason fantasy all hype guy actually is awesome, uh, it's like score one for the nerds. But yeah, Damian Damian Pierce is great. Uh, but this man. is a this is a nerd um, this is a nerd stalemate. They got Pierce right and they got the Jags wrong. Is what yeah, that's is. right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's right. They don't don't know how to handle this one, but. God, I don't. I mean, I don't have much for you on the Texans other than your Pierce point. Like yep. 248 yards of offense. I have no idea how they are not winless. Like I think they are as lacking in talent as everybody assumed so, they were. So you love a game every Sunday where there's just points galore and there's like fantasy implications and everything else. That was the Chargers and Browns game yeah. today. It yeah. was outstanding. Uh, Eckler went off. Chubb went off. Herbert actually didn't have big stats. He had a pretty pedestrian game as far as he goes, but Williams had a good game. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he had 100 yards again receiving. Um, yeah, 134, I think. Dude, the Browns, I can't really take solace or satisfaction in watching them lose just because of what's happened to the Steelers. But it is hysterical the way they <laughs> fucking lose these games, dude. Like, Brissett throws a ball right at a guy. Yeah. When, why aren't they running Chubb in that situation, FYI? Right. And I'm in a situation where I love tweaking their fans, and I fucking caught all kinds of shit when York got drafted. I murdered them for taking him where he did, and then he won the Carolina game, and Browns fans just beat the shit out of me. (laughs) And now the guy's missed a 40-yarder. And he missed the game-winning kick again today. Yeah, glorious. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a nice turn of events for you. I I have no idea what they were doing, throwing the ball with two forty left and that Jacoby Brissett interception. It it defied all logic because like neither team wanted to win. Like my guy Brandon Staley, what are you? What happened with that? What are you doing? You're up two. It's fourth and two from your own side of the 50 with 70 seconds left. I have a a theory on that. I mean, he said he just wanted to win the game and keep his offense on the field. Yeah, I have a theory on that. Do do you think he thought he was losing? No. He's from Cleveland. Did you know that? I had – no. So his entire family was at the game, and I honestly think he wanted to go back to that – swashbuckling 
Brandon Staley from last year and was like, I'm going to come into my hometown and we're going to win this game fucking Frank Sinatra style my way by getting this fourth down conversion. And then afterwards, everyone's like, he's back. The Maverick is back. Back to doing his fourth down thing. And it almost blew up on him in spectacular fashion. If York makes the kick, he leads oh. every NFL show tomorrow. Well, but I, because I, well, did you look at, what did the, uh, what did the fourth down bot say? What did the analytics bot say? Did it say it was a good call? I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it either. It, it could not have said that was a good decision. It could not have. It could not have. No. That, dude, there was a minute 10 left. Like, what are I you know. doing? That was, that was completely insane. Uh, that Niners-Panthers game was tragic. I I thought Carolina was going to have their last Waterloo stand here. And you said, no, it's, it, they can't because they're coached by Matt Rule and quarterbacked by Baker Mayfield. You were spot on about that. Yeah, because the Niners are good. Uh, the Niners could easily be undefeated. They, yeah. They easily could be undefeated. Yeah, they lost a weather game and they lost 11-10 to uh, Denver. Right. So, yeah. and the, the Panthers, that, that stat of Matt Rule being 1-27 when his team gives up 17 or more points. I think Florio said tonight that he's going to get fired tomorrow. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, by the time people, by the time we post this pod, he could be on his ass and making a ton of money to go coach a college team somewhere next year. Well, and they were saying, yeah, the logic was that like they would fire him early in hopes that he gets a college job to reduce the buyout. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah, I mean, cut your losses, right? Temper's like, a business, man. Yeah. Well, and, like it's the same thing I said about Hackett in Denver. Like as soon as you know, he's bad, fire him. Just like f- figure out, figure out the money later. The difference there though is, Rule is actually good at something. Rule is a great college coach. I think if he goes back into college, he's a top 10 college football coach. Nathaniel oh, Hackett couldn't, sure. you know, be the head coach of my high school football <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was a coach at our alma mater, and it was nothing yeah. impressive. Yeah, his whole yeah. entire career is Aaron Rodgers and nepotism. Yeah, I am I, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, but for San Francisco, the Bosa thing is going to be a big deal. He left that game with a groin injury. They already are down Trent Williams. That's the type, and obviously Lance. But those are the things that can derail them. So they're finding a way to look good, especially defensively in these games. But how many stars can you afford to lose is going to be the question for them, really. Like I last bet- year, they were banged up all year. And yeah. they got hot at the end of the season. I, I bet I bet him today. Uh, well, that was I, an easy one. Congratulations for you. Oh, I'm, I'm saying I put in a future. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, th- Thirteen to one for the NFC uh, or the Super Bowl. Su- Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Only only teams with shorter odds than them in the NFC are uh, Green uh, Philly and Green Bay. Um, or, and maybe they're tied with Tampa, but I just they can they can run the ball and they've got an awesome defense. And I just, I think they, I think that they easily could be five and zero. Yeah. So and like, I want to see Jalen Hurts against an awesome defense, which we haven't really seen yet. We'll get, to, we'll get to see it Sunday night. But I, I think it's a good, t- I think it's a good time to put in a bet on San Francisco.
All right, here we go. Here's your game. I don't even really want to say anything personally. Just how, how, how painful was that Kenny Pickett debut in that Steeler game for you? Well, that's actually the, again, the irony of losing by five touchdowns, the Steelers' worst loss since 1989, is that their problems are so plentiful. Like, I watched that game today, and I thought that Pickett was, like, the least of their worries. He threw one horrendous interception where he badly underthrew Johnson, but their wide receivers can't catch. They're giving Johnson $18 million a year. He got in on that Christian Kirk train and got a two-year bridge deal, making a lot of money, and he's dropping balls left and right. Claypool from Notre Dame sucks. Same thing for him. Big body, makes no contested catches. Uh, And their defense, Danny, is shit without Watt. I mean, it is awful. You give up a 98-yard touchdown on third and long. Yeah, you've got injuries back there. You don't have a healthy secondary, and it's Josh Allen. I understand that. But you've got Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores. Like, you've got guys where a dude should not have 350 passing yards in the first half. (laughs) I mean, like, is Josh Allen allowed to have a great game against them? Yes. Is he allowed to have a historic game against them? No, I don't think so. They're spending over a mil, over a hundred million dollars on that side of the ball. Yeah, it was pathetic. The game was right. over. The game was over on the Gabe Davis touchdown. Yes, it was, over. It was just yeah. And was, then they and then they fucked up the kickoff return after that touchdown because their kick returner had something in his eye, and they had <laughs> to have a backup corner go out there and he botched it, and the Bills recovered a fumble. I mean, it was a three stooges. Yeah, that, out there. yeah, and listen, I mean, I, I didn't watch every snap like you did. I mean, so, some of it has to be on the quarterback when you score three points. But, like, for, first start, run into a buzzsaw, defense gives up that many points, you know, you're not going to freak out about it. But, whew, Buffalo's offense when they're rolling is scary, man. It is a, like... They I don't was, just beat bad teams. They, they obliterate bad teams like it's Georgia versus Vanderbilt or Alabama yeah. against New Mexico State. I mean, it looks like college football scores when yeah. they play a team that's not any good. Yeah, no, laying a big number with them is not scary at all. It's like the normal NFL rules for laying big favorites doesn't apply uh, to them at all. You done with your uh, insane contrarian trolley hot take that Cooper Rush is going to take Dak's job 10 of 16 102 yards today in a win you said you said if the Cowboys beat the Rams there's no way they go back to Dak the following week I don't I don't think I don't think that applies today big boy no I think that they will I think that they'll continue to sit Dak you you think that they'll rush him back when he's day-to-day because I think think Dak Prescott is healthy Cooper Rush eking out a hundred passing yards today no, is not going to be the thing that keeps the the two hundred million dollar quarterback or the hundred sixty no. million dollar quarterback on the sidelines. No, no, I, I I understand that, but like now Russell Wilson this year is a totally different story. But you know Wilson last year got rushed back from that finger thing and was terrible. Now. Now we're learning maybe it's more of just a psychological thing with him and he's just well yeah the also... shoulder surgery too. Like if I'm a Bronco fan and I got that news about the shoulder, that would be like the highlight of my season. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe there's a reason he looks terrible. 
Yeah, I don't know how that explains him reading the defense at a remedial level like he's Mitch I, Trubisky, but it, it, it doesn't. But I'd be lying to myself. Like I, I would be, I would be hope trafficking with myself if I was a Broncos fan that it's all somehow related. Danny, I, I would just if I'm Dallas, I get what you're saying about Rush's numbers being way down. I would just want to see with the way that they played the last few weeks. I'd like to see it not work before I made a move, especially when it's an injury thing with a guy. And I mean, maybe listen, you, you don't have time off rush him back. Big picture. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying maybe more time back helps you big picture. That's all. There's a cost benefit analysis to not playing him again this yeah, week. You obviously you don't rush him back because it's not desperate times because Cooper Rush has kept you more than afloat. So sure. But they're not winning these games because of Cooper Rush. They're winning these games because they have, to this point, the scariest defense in the NFL. Like, well, they're they, running the ball too, like they used to a, a few years ago. Pollard and Elliott both look good right now. Yeah, Pollard had the big one, uh, which like they haven't had a ton of explosive plays. But yeah, that was that was obviously needed. Gallup had an awesome catch down the sidelines. Like it 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 felt like there was the makings there of a pretty good offense if they had I just feel if they go to if they go to Dak and they open it up and they lose there's going to be the well if they had just tried to play the way with Cooper Rush with Dak in there maybe they win and I just would not don't don't let people put that criticism or don't let people have that hypothetical on their mind let's watch it fail in a game that's what I would want to do that way, yeah. I just think I think that talk of that narrative story. is overblown. Like Dak's their guy; they think for the next decade. I don't think they're going to be worried about a game here or a game there. Um, well, let me ask you about Stafford. How close is he to Russell Wilson and those guys right now, dude? Did you see this? Uh, I want to pull up this stat for you. He's Matt Ryan. He Matt got Ryan sacked five times again today. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Five touchdowns, seven interceptions, sacked 21 times. Matt Ryan, five touchdowns, seven interceptions, sacked 21 times. They're the same person. And we said this off the opener. Remember after the Bills game? We talked about how, like, he's a statue, and if their pass protection is going to be like that all year, then he's just going to get killed and he's going to get injured. 21 sacks through five games with only five touchdowns thrown, man, they can't win anything of substance playing like that. No chance. And I, yeah. it, it gets, it gets easier now, obviously like that. That's like the worst matchup possible uh, for, for a bad offensive line, but no, they, they are not a contender in any way right now. Well, it's McVay's job to involve other people in the offense besides, besides um, cut. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, Robinson's done nothing. The running backs largely are inconsequential. They bring nothing to the table. Van Jefferson's hurt, but like he's not somebody that should be a significant sizable loss. So they're almost never under 500 with him. I don't know how many times they've been under 500 with McVay. This can't be more than the second or third time that that's happened. But I think there are some legitimate criticisms of the job he's done through five games this year. Dolphins and Jets is the next game. Do you do we have to grade that Jets win differently 
because Teddy Bridgewater entered the new concussion protocol and only threw one pass? Yes, we do. But if I'm a Jets fan who's used to flunking classes and getting, you know, failing grades, I don't give a shit. I mean, that, to me, they scored 40 points today. And did some of those come off turnovers? Yeah. I mean, Skylar Thompson making his first start as a rookie seventh round pick. But, like, I don't know what Teddy Bridgewater being out had to do with the way Brees Hall looks or... Uh, Zach Wilson or Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter, like they have guys on offense. They have dudes. Five rushing they, touchdowns for the this Jets. this draft class. Their their first round picks, Gardner and Wilson, yeah. and then Hall in the second round. If Zach Wilson's decent, they might have a squad, bro. Yeah. Well, we we talked about their two through fifty three. On paper, they look good. Yeah. It's um, just the coach and the quarterback that are obviously question marks. Yeah, I think that, like, coming in, the Dolphins, you know, because of what they did to Buffalo, like, there was, like, more belief in them. And then Tua gets hurt, and it's a huge story. And then we know something about Teddy. So, like, it, it, it's natural to say that, like, What's the bigger story? The Jets win or the Dolphins lost? Like, it's natural to say that the bigger story is the Dolphins lost because we associated them with having a higher ceiling. But I'm with you. The Jets have the making of some reason for hope. Like, I don't think they're going to contend or anything this year, but that was an ass kicking. Like, you score 40 points in an NFL game, that's an ass kicking. Uh, it's interesting watching the the concussion protocol after Tua. Like, it's obviously the right thing to do. The guy obviously. says he's fine, he passes the test, and he's still not allowed back in the game is what happened there for people that don't know. Right. Well, and so, because it's the quarterback of the same team. I know. You know? like it. it and again, just like optically – there was no way he was going back in the game. There's no way the NFL would want it to. There's no way McDaniel would want it to. And again, it's the right thing to do to be conservative with this sort of thing. But it's not hard to imagine a scenario later into the season, playoffs on the line, playoff game, something like that, sure. different team removed from the Tua situation where that's a huge controversy. Yep. And the other and thing people, to pay it, yeah. Just people will lose the perspective of the immediacy uh, of of the of the two thing, and the last note on that game is Hill. I guess was seen in a walking boot afterwards. So yeah, that's a, obviously a big thing to monitor and watch. How about your game, Danny? The Bears had a chance to beat the Vikings after they fell into a massive hole today. And you talk about horseshoes. Minnesota trails in the fourth quarter in every game and seems to find a way to win. Yeah, Minnesota, man. They're four and one. They're in first place in the NFC North. Easily could have lost to the Saints. Easily could have lost to the Lions. Easily could have lost today. Yep. So they're not that impressive. But the Bears defense is atrocious. Cook was over his prop easy. Cousins Jeff started 17 to 17. Yeah, Cousins could get it. Dude, they didn't have like a negative play. Until like midway through the second quarter. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, Jefferson over his prop easy. 
it was they could do anything and the bears came out super sloppy the bears had to delay a game before they ran a single offensive play like their, their their first half was pathetic but man this is the best you felt about justin fields all year and it's and not only 10 close. completions and and it's well dude i know but like he had poise he saw where the rush was coming from yeah he did one of those things where like the blitz was coming up the a gap and instead of bailing right away and like selling his move he like waited till the last possible second and did one of those crazy spin moves out of it where like then the pass rush had to like over pursue and he he got to the edge like he just first couple of passes out of halftime just like gripping it and ripping it like he he erased an 11 point halftime deficit drove him down the field multiple times had a touchdown taken off the board on a bullshit penalty call. Saw that. You know what I mean? Like that they had to so, kick a field goal, right? Because of that. Yeah. So, that was so it changer. was that like this is the definition of a moral victory. Like I feel much better about the Bears off this loss than I have off the two wins. And it's not close mm-hmm. because it looks like he is making progress both in game and over the course of a season, it's obviously a baby step and clearing a low bar, but there was like some real progress there and bears fans just so desperately need a reason to believe that they yeah. might not have to start over at quarterback again. And the Vikings they're four and one and they've beaten the Packers. So they could be like the worst 10 or 11 win team in the NFL. Yeah, Scheduling year. quirk. They beat, they had all three NFC North teams at home here early in the season. They won all three and they had a road game in London. So, right. right. So, but, but like they, you know, every year there's a team that hosts a playoff game that everybody knows sucks. That could be them. Yeah. But <laughs> that, that easy. Uh, all right. So how about the lions? I mean, we were talking about how, Hey, maybe they're not good, but they're the number one scoring offense in the league. Jared Goff looks semi-competent. They got Hawkinson having the best game of his life last week. They're in every game, just like last year, but they're scoring points now. Dude, they got shut out today by New England. They lost to Bailey Zappi. And it was not, it was a non-competitive showing by them. Yeah. And I laid three and a half and didn't even blink twice about it. The Patriots had 176 rushing yards. Felt like they could have had 376. The Lions defense. And Harris got hurt. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, they, they did they, it with they, Stevenson. They easily could have had more. Um, Patriots played a classic Belichick game. Yep. They That was rock beat scissors. Patriots beat Lions. Tail as old as time right yeah. there. But they just played a clean game. Yeah. Like, they took no sacks. They had fewer turnovers. They had fewer penalties. They held the ball longer. They ran the ball more. Like they just, they played a clean game. They pitched a shutout. And it, I loved the Lions over six and a half wins before the season. And they've been one of the most entertaining and exciting teams in the league this year. And they sit at one and four. I think that's <laughs> going to save him his job. I think that Campbell scored so many points with the media and stuff with the hard knocks thing and the way he handles his press conferences and what we saw behind the scenes. I think that, you know, they're reluctant to change in Detroit anyways, just because it's been such a revolving door. I bet that they'll just try to tweak his coaching staff, maybe make a quarterback change if they have a high enough pick 
and give the guy another shot. If he had the personality of like Matt Eberflus or Mark Tressman or somebody like that, guys you've seen, I think yeah. he'd be done after this year, Danny. But he's yeah, a likable guy. I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I, I And I think the players love him and buy in and respond. And like, they're going to have like the best culture of a four and 13 team ever. So yeah, I think he, I think he survives. Uh, you talked about uh, Browns chargers as my big 12 NFL game of the week. What about Saints Seahawks, man? What the fuck do you make of that game? I felt like what happened pregame was New Orleans, given the nature of their situation, their dire straits, having lost three games in a row. I think that they hired Sean Payton as an advisor to like secretly coach them today, like incognito in disguise from like Los Angeles or wherever he was. Because how else do you explain Taysom Hill? like a Phoenix from the ashes today, having like the best, the most Taysom Hill game of all time, dude. He had three rushing touchdowns and he passed for touchdowns. That's like the borderline erotic stat line that Sean Payton looked like wanted out of him when they gave him all that money when they were pushing Breeze out the door. And, like, and he shout did that out for to them today. And shout out to people who in your fantasy league take advantage of the put him at tight end weird quirk where you can yeah. start him at tight end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that it's was like a, Sean Sean Payton's fixation. And I thought that was gonna go away once he retired or left. But hey, everything dude, else. He's wasn't an awesome working. athlete. Oh, I know. So I'm just saying, like, he he is a legitimately like Combine measurables like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but he's also 32 years old too. No, That's no, I know. Part of it. No, I, I listen. Making thinking that he could be a quarterback was ridiculous. Thinking he could be a useful gadget offensive player, not ridiculous. Um, Kamara also had a vintage game today. Yeah, he had over he 100. Looked, he yards. looked awesome. Um, and. Dalton can get the ball to him other than Jameis, right? Jameis can't throw to running backs. Dalton, all he does is check down. So, like, that was an obvious fit. The concussion on the Olave touchdown was scary. That dude's a player. He's going to be awesome. But is Seattle going to talk itself into, like, our offense is great, and if we just draft and spend money on defense, we'll have a great team next year? Are they going to do that? Dude. I don't know how much of a game you saw or highlights or whatever. Geno Smith was dropping dimes. Again, yeah. Lockett had two touchdowns. Uh, Metcalf caught a bomb. The touchdown. And- well, the, the, the Metcalf one was like, you know, the it was like a scramble drill, great run after the catch. But like, yeah. The, the, the touchdown before the half and then the touchdown at the end of the game, dude, those are both high level NFL throws. Yes. Yeah. He's playing like, better than Aaron Rodgers right now, and it's not really particularly close. Right. Like, but if those Geno Smith touchdown throws, the one before the half and the one at the end of the game, if those are throws by Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Rodgers, we're like, put them on the reel. And put- guess what? To to your point about that, like the guy that went in for Penny Walker, the kid from Michigan State who had a long touchdown. Yeah. What if he's really good? I'm not ruling that out. No, you can you can you can find running backs. Like Seattle's defense sucks. Yeah, but I thought, like a lot of people, that 
the Saints defense compared to Falcons and Lions, who they had seen the last couple of weeks, was going to make Geno Smith turn back into yep. the career backup quarterback that he's been. Yep. Dude, I they are an over team until yep. further notice. Like that, that he looked, I, I was very impressed with him today. Um, all right. <laughs> I hate this game. That's why I put it last. Hopefully, no one is left listening. Uh Washington, yeah, Washington, Tennessee. Have we spent five weeks just delaying the inevitable Titans are going to win the AFC South? Well, no, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite now and abandon Indianapolis. And I had Jacksonville winning the division in in Indianapolis when making it as a wild card. Um, Part of that was I thought Derrick Henry was shot and he had another 100-yard game today. But Burks is out. They needed long. They needed Wentz at the one-yard line to throw an interception with six seconds left to lose the game. No, I can't. I can't do it today, dude. I've got to put that more on Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz than Tennessee. Just right place, right time for Tennessee the last few weeks. They're just catching teams at the right time. I hope you're right because I'm disgusted by this team. (laughs) And I was was disgusted by this game. Carson Wentz, his stat line looks so good, but he threw not one, not two, but three interceptable balls at the two-yard line to end the game, and they only intercepted the one. Yeah, He tried to turn it over three consecutive pass plays because they had no timeout, so they couldn't run the ball uh in case they got tackled and stopped and the game would have been over so they they had to try to throw it in and he just he just kept throwing passes that had a much better chance of being caught by Titans players than than Commanders but the guy had over 300 yards he had a couple of touchdowns like i i would legitimately if i was Washington i'd be talking about benching him and he had like Sam Howell yeah just okay the season's over we're not going to win anything our division's way better than we thought right yeah. there's 0% to, to make the playoffs. Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, clearly in front of us. Wentz, clearly not a long-term answer. Like, just – and even if Howell's worse, fine. You want to lose games. Like, I – but they'll, they'll never do it because the stat line was good and, like, different skill position guys are having good games every single week. And so those guys are playing for contracts and all of that stuff. So they'll never do it. But they are just wasting time every minute that they play Carson Wentz. Wasting time. Just like yeah, we you wasted want- time pretending that anyone else was going to win the South other than this fraudulent Titans team. Uh, Monday night, the Chiefs take on the Raiders. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Last year, I think, what was the score? 48-9 or something like that. 43-6. And they, I think they outscored them like 80-something to 20 over the two games. Something like that. Well, I mean, the thing here is the Chiefs – Obviously, last week against the um, against the Buccaneers looked amazing. But, you know, their pass defense isn't great. They don't get a ton of pressure. And the Raiders are getting Renfro back. So, for me, it's like this is for them, with Adams being relatively productive through the first four games, like, okay – Let's go. At some point, the Raiders, the whole idea there, the whole conceit is with McDaniels and Carr and their weapons that they're going to be at least competitive in games like this. Maybe. Dude, know. McDaniels doesn't look like he's good. I agree. And 
And I think that the Chiefs offense is incredible. I don't think the Raiders have shown any ability to slow a passing attack like them down. Crosby, Crosby's great. but Chandler Jones is no sacks. Right. They haven't gotten anything from Chandler Jones. And Renfro being back, like, I, all right, I got one for you. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you one right now. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Make it six and a half instead of seven and a half. Make it the total 50 and a half instead of 51 and a half. Pacheco, anytime touchdown. Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown, pays 19 to 1. How about I hit a 38 to 1 parlay today? Did you? Good for you. I did over and I did an over prop. And for, I did over props for the Bills Steelers, uh, six guys, and I hit Najee Harris receiving yards by a half. It was fifteen and a half, and he got sixteen. Oh hell yeah! What'd you what'd you put on it? Uh, it was the free thing that they gave me, so it was only ten bucks. I'm not okay. a big. I'm not like I don't. I I won't take my own money. Here's advice for something long shot like that. I'll spend their money and I'll take their money and not mine. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're going to give me free money, I'll do goofy shit with it. Yeah. But I'm not taking like 500 of my own dollars and putting together a six-leg parlay. No. No. Not 500, but I will put 50 of my own dollars. No, instead I'll do 500 on you know Steelers plus 14 and a half, and it'll be dead. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll just lose your own <laughs> on, on straight wagers. So you don't oh. give the Raiders any chance. Jacobs was great last week too, so they kind of got to respect the run game. Oh, I mean, listen, of course, of course they have a chance, but I think that uh, they can't protect Carr. Arrowhead at night, it'll be rocking. Chiefs pass rush will get home. Chris Jones has been great this year. Um, and if you're telling me that the game's going to be a shootout, I'll take Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. Do you see the, what was it, the Dolphins came in and stole the Andy Reid play already? I did. I saw that the tight end took the snap. Do you think that Kansas City would would, be, would get caught looking ahead to Buffalo next week? No. No. Okay. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's the Raiders. It's Arrowhead. It's Monday Night Football. Yeah. You know, like if, if you know, you could look ahead to Buffalo if, if this was you know, Chiefs Jaguars, Chiefs Browns, Chiefs Texans, Chiefs Colts, but not not Raiders at home on on Monday night. No way. All right. Thanks to Spencer Ray. Uh, he's Andrew Filipponi. I'm Danny Parkins. Every game. Every week, every team, we're on next after Bears and Commanders. Th- Thursday night football, that should be a Al Michaels. Well, we, at least we know it won't be the worst Thursday night game of the year. That's the best be, thing we can say about it. Don't, it could always get worse, buddy. <laughs> it, it, All right, it, dude. All right, man. I'll see you. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends. First and pod. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.